Hello, my darlings. You are listening to Healing in Doses, a place for bite-sized nuggets of healing magic provided one spoonful at a time. It's your girl, Siobhan, owner of Sweet Immunity and your host for another set of Astro Ramblings. Yes, it has been quite a bit of time and I hope you are not too upset. I am living in 2020 like the rest of you. So (laughs) with that involves uh, lots of self-care, lots of healing, lots of crawling back in the cocoon to re-emerge more beautiful than when I entered. And so I am here again, prompted by inspiration. That is what's driving me and that is what's driving the next set of episodes. Uh, I've been in a few conversations lately around not just the signs themselves, but the way they show up in the world. And it got me thinking about how little we talk about the modes of astrology. For those of you that are like, what the hell is a mode? Well, the signs fit into three different modes or modalities. So if you ever heard of the astrological modalities or modes, uh, we're talking about the same thing. And they govern how signs interact with their environment and therefore how they interact with the people in that environment. So it's not just how does one exist in their home or at work or in the space, but also how they interact with the human beings in those places just the same. And so when you think about relationships with people or why certain people connect instantly, but then the relationship is doesn't go so well or the relationship uh, kind of falters at some point, or you think about that in friendships, you might think about that with family, right? You may have the family member that for whatever reason, you don't have the same interests, but you get them. (laughs) You get how they move about their world. You get how they exist in their environment. You get how they make decisions. Uh, But yet you could be in a relationship with someone where energetically totally makes sense. You get their vibe. You have the same hobbies. You have the same things, but you and that person can't seem to make decisions together or the way uh, your partner moves is a little bit more assertive and you're a little bit more patient and slow and trying to navigate that can be a source of chaos, can be a source of conflict. And what you really need is just some understanding. And so all 12 signs have that. All 12 signs filter into these three modalities, which are cardinal, fixed, and mutable. And each modality, again, really, help someone discover how that sign interacts with their immediate environment. And so how do we take the qualities that are embedded in being a Scorpio, embedded in being a Capricorn, embedded in being a Gemini, and how do those qualities show up? How are they reflected? So even if you are, as we know, All signs are also filtered into one of the four elements. You're either a fire sign, a water sign, an earth sign, or an air sign. But no two waters are the same, and no two earths are the same. And so what really separates a Cancer from a Scorpio? What separates a Leo from a Sagittarius? And how come the energy seems very similar on the surface? and in theory is not so similar in practice and when we get down to the practical space. So signs, if you are you know, someone who's looking at it from a mind-body perspective, signs can tell a lot about the spiritual aspects of a person, the soul aspects of a person, um, how their mind works and, and thinks and um, what interests them and uh, maybe what motivates them a little bit, but the modes help you see how that same energy, how the, those same sets of qualities can actually come through and show up in real tangible body, right? And so it takes what is ethereal and spiritual and conceptual and it brings it out in the world. It brings it out in full focus, in full tangible, tactile, visible and observant behavior. And so how does that now change the dynamic between two people or change the dynamic between a person really understanding themselves in times of conflict, in times of change, in times of stability even. 
the modes have a lot of wealth to share and I never think they, they to be they just never get talked about enough because we typically talk about you know sign compatibility we talk about the planets being in a certain sign but we need to talk about the planets and signs and where they're at from a mode perspective because that will show you which part of that sign or or how those parts how those characteristics, how those traits will actually communicate and come through Um, and what may differentiate two people even in the same sign, right? What what modes are uh, frequent in their birth chart to where two Pisceans may go about life very differently because one may have a dominant mode that is opposite of the other. And so seeing that level of definition and that level of intricacy is what I want to focus the next three episodes on. Because each mode is so thick and so juicy and so yummy, I don't want to have you on here and exhausted for an hour and a half trying to figure it all out. So I've broken out cardinal, fixed, and mutable discussions in three separate episodes. So following this intro, you're going to hear um, the cardinal version and then you will hear the fixed and then you will hear the mutable. So you'll be able to jump right in to whichever one you want to start with. You don't have to go in order. I will be going in order. So in order, it's cardinal fixed mutable, but you can start with the mutables if you want. You can start with the fixed if you want. You can start with the cardinal if you want, whatever you like. Uh, Wherever you are starting, I do encourage that you listen to all three of them because all 12 signs govern your chart. So even if you don't have any planets, let's say uh, in a sign that happens to be fixed or in a sign that happens to be mutable, when there's a major transit, like the major transits that are happening this year, that chart will get highlighted and there will be some activity. And the way in which that energy shows up in your life can have a lot to do with the kind of mode um, that it that it governs, right? And that it's in. And so you'll want to take some time this week, today, whatever you got, and review each episode because they'll all have nuggets of information and a little bit of pop culture reference for you as well. Okay, my darlings, that is all. Before I get uh, to the first episode, which is your cardinal, get your birth chart (laughs) if you already know, even if you want to review them by sun sign. So for those of you that are in a cardinal sign, um, I'll, you know, or those of you that are in a fixed sign, those of you that are in a mutable sign, if you just want to start with the episode of your sun sign and work from there, you're, uh, you're more than welcome to do so, but just make sure you have your birth chart because after a while you may want to do a little count to see the planets in your chart and where they fall. So do you have a lot of mutable planets? Do you have a lot of cardinal planets? Do you have (laughs) a lot of fixed planets? And how does that show up in your life? And how does that hurt or help situations involving other people in your life? And so we'll go from there and see where we end up. But I am so happy to be back uh, for this little astro rambling for you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you have any questions, you know what to do. You can leave me a comment on wherever you are listening to this podcast. I check them all, but you can also send me an email at sweetimmunity at gmail.com, right? So sweet immunity spelled exactly what you think. S-W-E-E-T. I-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y at gmail.com. If you have any questions following this episode or uh, want to um, provide any comments or suggestions or even topics that I may not have talked about that you would like me to dive a little bit deeper into. I love those too. I love inspiration emails. So uh, feel free to send me an email there if you'd like to get in touch. If not, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Till we meet again, my darlings, have fun. So let's begin with our cardinal signs. Cardinal signs include Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. 
They are a special group of signs known for many or by many as the season starters. They kick off the four seasons in our yearly calendar, and that should tell you a little bit about who they are. Aries, the beginning of uh, spring. Cancer, the beginning of summer. Libra, the beginning of fall, season that we're in right now. Capricorn, the beginning of winter. They start shit plain and simple. If you're Aries and you're listening to that right now, don't feel no type of way. It's true, but you're not alone. It's not just Aries people that start shit. All four cardinal signs start shit. So if you have a couple of them in your life, you'll notice that boldness and that forward moving and that and that forward acting capacity uh, in their life and how they approach you. Cardinal signs are our leaders. They are individuals who initiate action. They are primary. The word cardinal actually comes from the Latin cardo or cardinalis, which translates into hinge for you Latin lovers out there. A hinge enables change and pivots. We think about the the necessity of a hinge at your knee. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to walk or run upstairs or do a lot of different things. Cardinal signs are the ones who want to, whether they are explicit about that, whether they truly (laughs) connect to that, or they want to acknowledge that, they definitely want to enact, enable, and steer change or transformation in the lives of not only themselves, but in the world and the immediate environment. So this definitely shows up the closer you are to them. The closer you are to a cardinal sign, the more you'll feel this. They don't want to change everything. They don't want to go everywhere and change everything. But when it comes to their immediate environment, they tend to take on that leadership capacity very naturally. This property of them, this capacity and this trait fuels a sense of boldness, assertiveness and a desire to be first they are naturally energetic people naturally proactive and unafraid to try new things in respect to the element that the sign lives in so you might be like well i don't necessarily see that in capricorn as i do cancers but it's all being flexed and demonstrated in different ways based on the elements based on the sign that um, the the element that that sign is in And so a preponderance of cardinal signs, right? A dominance of cardinal signs in your birth chart demonstrates an energy of go, go, go. But the actual element can color where that go, go energy is applied. So think about it in that respect, okay? Because of this, (laughs) at times, inability to to slow down when necessary. A lot of cardinal signs suffer from a lack of rest. It's hard for them to rest. It's hard for them to reset. It's hard for them to stop. When they have a goal and they have a outcome that is to be reached in relation to their sign group, it's difficult for them to find their way out of that. Because of this uh, relentlessness, (laughs) they appear both relentless and aggressive. Even when they're not trying to be mean, even when they're not trying to be nasty, even when they're actually not trying to be the leader of the pact, right? There's leadership qualities and anybody can possess leadership qualities. And then there's the person who wants to be the leader. There's the person who wants to be in charge. And there's the person who simply wants to be um, an individual and have self-autonomy and self-mastery. And so they are relentless about that. And we'll go through kind of the differences when we break down each sign. But due to that innate desire to keep moving forward, other people might see them as being bossy or pushy or, you know, a bully, actually. That's the shadow side of cardinals. When they want something so bad or they feel so afraid of being left behind or even worse, being stuck in the same place they were before, being stuck in the same mindset, being stuck in the same place, being stuck in the same job, being stuck in the same reality, um, being stuck in the same types of dynamics within their relationship. Any feeling of stuck where a goal is not being met or we are not pushing our lives forward or we are just sitting in pain or sitting in struggle, right? Or choosing your struggle, so to speak. Anytime where that is at all possible, that's the moment where that's the moment where they are 
undeniably, (laughs) immovably interested in pushing themselves forward. And that includes anything and everything in their immediate environment. So that can include people. So, you know, cardinal conflicts can happen because you may have that best one best friend that you tell your problems to. And the next thing they want to do is how do we fix it? 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 You just might want them to listen, but they want a solution. They want a solution. They want to know what's the next step. They want to know who they got to fight. They want to know what they got to do. They want to know if you need any money. They want to know if you need any help. They want to move to the next thing. And it's not to avoid the problem. It's to fix the problem. They want to fix the problem. They are the fixers. They are the finders, the fixers. Because for them, if the boundary is there, just move it. Just blow it open. Just push it open. Just knock it down. You don't have to succumb to the boundaries of life. You don't have to succumb to the boundaries within your own spirit. Um, It also makes them fiercely loyal to people and aggressive about defending uh, who they are and who they love. Aggressive about enabling others to push through the boundaries of their own life too. So when it comes to pioneering Uh, When it comes to helping a team succeed, they make excellent coaches, right? They make excellent CEOs. They make excellent coaches. They make excellent strategists because for them, it is about ensuring that we are going forward, that we are pushing forward, that we are moving forward, and that stagnation is never going to drag us down and keep us from what we want to do and where we want to be. So what's really important for cardinal signs is control. Control is super important. Knowing how to harness control, knowing when to apply control, apply pressure, if you will, and knowing when to release the valve, knowing when the pressure is too much for the other person, for the situation, uh, and even for their own self. Because it's not, these are not, um, singular traits that are just applied to people outside. These are also traits and capacities and situations that are applied, that cardinals apply to themselves. So when do you need to stop being so in control of your life? When do you need to stop applying so much pressure in your life? When can you allow spirit, the universe, other people to help you, assist you, guide you, lead you? When Is it appropriate for you to admit that you don't have all the answers? When can patience be your friend? When can you release that need to control every part of your environment because you're afraid of what happens when you don't? When can you release that? That is something that our Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorns, that's a part of their self-development. That's a part of their self-mastery is learning uh, from the other sign groups, right? And we'll talk about that. And so cardinals can learn from fixed signs and fixed signs talk about in the next episode, but cardinals can learn from fixed signs what it means to be patient. And cardinals can learn from mutable signs what it means to let go and find a new focus and a new path and to accept and to know and to be confident that because you did so does not make you a failure. Because you changed your mind, because you changed direction, because you gave up on one goal, that you are not, in fact, a failure. You are someone who changed their mind. And so that is, um, as, as sign groupings, right? We can learn from each other no matter what your dominance is in your chart. So if you're looking right now and you're counting other planets and you're like, oh shit, Siobhan, I got all these planets that are sitting in cardinal signs, one or more cardinal signs. I got three in Aries. I got two in Cancer. I got another three in Libra. What do I do? You do nothing. You harness that energy for the positivity and for what it brings. It brings this beautiful leadership potential. It brings this uh, independence. It brings this self-reliance. It brings this resilience. And also learn how to lead into transits or even individuals in your life that bring, right, a set of skills that you may not have naturally, like stability. You may find yourself needing a bunch of folks that actually have signs uh, that are fixed or that are mutable to teach you, right, wherever wherever your gap lies, right, whether it's in the ability 
to move on and pivot to a new dream or the ability to be patient and wait for something to mature, whichever one it is, uh, it is it is important for you to acknowledge and kind of see, okay, well, I'm attracting a lot of these other signs and also these signs happen to be this particular mode. What is the universe trying to tell me? What is somebody trying to tell me, right? Um, there's that famous saying of, you know, um, what is it? The one who plants the seed does not eat the fruit type of situation. And so cardinal signs are seed planters and the, the actual ripeness, actual blossoming of a, of a flower, the ripeness of a fruit, that comes from the fixed part. But that involves patience. And so if you notice yourself gravitating to a lot of folks who are fixed, and we'll talk about who those folks are in the next episode, that is trying to tell you something as a cardinal sign um, and, and mutable the same. And so acknowledging where your dominance is, if you have a dominant cardinal chart, acknowledge how that influences the way you apply your personality traits towards other people and towards your environment. Uh, and then where can you, where, where is that beautiful? Where is that uh, garnered a lot of success? But also what are the gaps and where do you see yourself hitting a wall and how can the other modes help you kind of transition out of that? And so when we think about how that plays itself out in the signs, let's look at them, right? We have Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. Aries is cardinal fire. It is a fire sign by element and a cardinal by mode. And so put that together, you got the fire starter, the initiator. You got the person that starts shit (laughs) in the best way possible. And sometimes in the not so way possible, we just gonna keep it real, right? You have the person who is very big on leading, on driving, on doing. They like to be first. They like to move fast. They um, they are like one big wild bonfire, beautiful, warming, dangerous, inviting, all of it all together, right? Aries, the quintessential leader, right? Aries loves to push forward in a leadership capacity. So they're the person that, yes, they're driven, but they're driven by their leadership. They're driven by their ability to lead, and they like to harness leadership uh, capabilities and drive forward. They really are the epitome of like, if you want it done right, just do it yourself. I'll just do it myself. I will initiate. If you want someone to help steer a committee, if you want someone um, to lead from a place of um, power, Aries is a good sign to tap into. They may not want it all the time, but when they do, they're when they do have it, when they are in that leadership position, they don't relinquish very easily, right? They like that capacity, and it's not from a center. I mean, some might say it is, right? Because Mars. Uh, the planet that rules Aries also rules Scorpio. And so there is a power and control element to it. Aries people like to be in power, but they also like to defend and champion. They are the epitome of the warrior. And so they like to lead the charge. I always think what's a, a famous Aries that we would know. It's like Robert Downey Jr., He's Iron Man, for God's sakes. I always say they paid him all that money just to play himself because he's an Aries. I believe that there is very little differentiation between who he is as Iron Man, the character, and who he is in real life. Because they're too similar, right? The, The character of Iron Man is literally the most Aries character to me that of of the Avengers than I could have ever chosen because he's arrogant. He likes to be first. He's very autonomous. He builds every he builds everything himself, right? Everything comes out of his head. He builds everything himself. And he's a defender, right? He likes to defend. He wants to defend people, places, and things. And so, and it, there's an ego part to it. He is a natural leader. He doesn't need a bunch of people to follow him, but he tends to be the loudest voice in the room anyway. And he is someone that, and if you watch a lot of Avengers movies, you know, he's the one that is stirring shit up. (laughs) He's the one that's starting shit. He's the one that um, he's not really interested in diplomacy. His plan is always to attack, not to derive a plan of attack. And so very Aries. And so Cardinal Fire, initiating leadership, I will take the lead. That is an Aries. Cancer, Cardinal Water. Cardinal Water. So, you know, Cancers are a really interesting sign. 
because everybody's like, well, how, how do cancers lead? They lead their home. They lead the ability to drive uh, nourishment and to sustain life, whether they are a male or a, whether they identify as male or they identify as female cancers, they all have a mama bear personality, <laughs> right? They are very, very protective over their family, over friends that they consider family, over any entity that they consider their home. So this can be uh, physical, this can be literal or theoretical, you know, what they consider a home. They do not like to lose. They do not like to give up. They will stay with something. Again, they're relentless in their feelings, their emotions. They feel everything and are generally the first to speak it into existence. And so they are driven by their need to protect. They are driven by their need to sustain life. And they are driven by their need to express themselves and being the first to do so. And so one of the beautiful things about cancers is that you can really go emotional and get emotional with them. The shadow side of that is sometimes cancers only feel the world from their point of view. Like I, I I mean, I've known many cancers in my life. I love them, but they're one of the signs that they can't, compassion is limited to their experience. They have to experience it first. They have to feel it. It has to be very eye-centric for them to understand where you may be coming from in a particular sense of uh, how you've reacted to an event or how you um, move through life unless they have actually walked in your shoes within their own life they cannot they have a very hard time um, and I will be as able to say they cannot venture over to that part right if they've gone through a lot and they have a lot of life experience it can feel like they know exactly what you're talking about and they can communicate your feelings and nurture you and feed into you but if they haven't been if they were not first to feel it first to experience it they don't understand it, right? Um, and they also have a hard time with people that they can't nourish and people that they can't uplift and sustain because that's their whole job, right? And so when you think about like leaders, um, I've known a lot of Aries and Cancers to clash a lot because Aries in themselves, they don't need anyone. They are the leader. They're hyper-independent. And so cancers are kind of like, well, what am I supposed to do with my hands here? I'm trying to feed and love and I am the leader of that nourishment. And so it's really, that, that can be a tense relationship over time um, when they are not needed in that capacity. But when they are needed in that capacity, there's no one you want more than a cancer to love you, to nourish you, to take care of you and to protect you because that is the house that they govern. That's the, that's the, the need and, and drive that they have in this world, no matter what they are actually doing. Then you have Libra, Cardinal Air. Oh, and I'm thinking a, a, a famous cancer, before I get into Libra, famous cancer. Well, Frida, Frida Kalu, the artist, right? I mean, wow. Her, I, I am always so fascinated about how deeply and how drastically and how powerfully she defended her relationship with Diego, the painter, in spite of all the things that uh, transpired in their relationship, how deeply she protected people within the blue home, within the blue house, how much her family, how much motherhood and the desire to nurture and her inability to have children, her inability to do so, how much that fueled her artistry right? And how much that fueled and drove her, right? So think about that. The absence, the inability to nourish, the inability to sustain life is the quintessential like change agent and power within her artistry. And so being driven in art and being driven to express that level of pain in a way that no matter what your, um, no matter who you were, you understood on a real deep personal tactile level, um, epitome of cardinal. And she also has a heavy water sign chart. So she reflects, she has some Scorpio elements, she has some Piscean elements, but that Cancer sun, if you think about the totality of her life, really shows that cardinal, that cardinal water, that drive to sustain life and how the inability of that became the cornerstone of, of her most famous work, both written and pictorial in her, in her paintings. 
Then you have cardinal air. You have Libra. Libra Libra is, is such an interesting sign because it, it's Libra is a very nice sign. They're very nice. And um, they, they like to find balance. But Libras are a bunch of thugs at the end of the day. They're still cardinal, right? They are still cardinal. They're still initiators. They're still leaders. They're still dominant. They're still unafraid to try new things. Why? Because all of those things support their ability to lead, drive, move, serve as a catalyst for, push the boundaries of one-to-one relationships. So when it comes to mediation, arbitration, when it comes to the dynamics of an interpersonal relationship, they have the ability to harness the energy of a relationship and and mold it and drive it and push it towards a particular goal. They are very goal-oriented as it relates to relationships. And that includes romantic friendships and family. Do you serve a purpose? (laughs) It's a common Libra phrase that I know they say in their head, but they won't say out loud because they have to maintain balance. And that is a very imbalanced thing. It's a very one balance, very, you know, single balance or, or one-sided uh, feeling, right? But ultimately, they act in a way that serves the stability of one-to-one relationships. And so when it comes to leading the formation of partnerships, driving instinctually, right? I always say you're not a Libra's friend until they want you to be. You are not a friend to a Libra. You're not a lover to a Libra until they choose for you, until they see value in you. But they will always lead the charge. It may not seem that way because you might be the initiator. You might be the one asking that Libra out on the date or you may be the one asking or wanting that Libra to be your friend. But you ain't their friend until you get invited to be their friend. You ain't their lover or their or their significant other until they want you to be. So everything about a Libra is closed and locked until it is not. And so they become the gatekeeper of relationships. And that's where they show up. That's where they're starting. That's where they're the season starter. When it comes to relationships, they are the season starter. They initiate the contact. They make it okay for you to come into their world. And they are the ones helping to shape and form and pivot how that relationship is going to function. And for some, that's actually great because their innate desire is to ensure that there's balance. So where there's a need for compromise, compromise. Where there's a need for self-sufficiency, self-sufficiency comes. But they are the ones guiding that conversation, guiding that movement, guiding that outcome. And so that's a really important thing to understand when thinking about them because again they may not be as outwardly expressive about it right which is why Libras if you think about the zodiac wheel Libras and Aries are actually opposites of each other like Cancers and Capricorns are opposite of each other so Aries is very expressive about their inner workings it's like I want to lead I am the leader you see me there's no debate it is what it is whereas Libra once the same level of power, they're just not outward about it. They're much more internal. They're much more back office, back of the house of the restaurant, production and director seat. They are behind the camera, but yet they are trying to do the exact same thing. They are trying to lead and progress the relationship forward in a way that makes sense to them, right? If there's a problem, they want to be first to attack it. If there uh, is joy to be had in that relationship, they're going to take the lead. It's part of the reason why they get the um, why they get the um, common characteristic or, or common mention of being really romantic because they are ones who will initiate that type of lovability. They're buying the flowers, they're buying the chocolate, they're buying the cards, they're buying the nice gifts for the anniversary. They're the ones that are demonstrating, here's what a nice balanced relationship looks like. And when it's imbalanced, they are going to be the first ones to try to fix it or remove themselves from it, whatever change is necessary. And so that's how cardinal air works. And it's done a lot through communication because it's an air sign. So it's done through communication. It's done through writing. 
it's um, not necessarily heart driven like cancer, it's much more intellectually. Where is the meeting of the mind so that we can get to the goal and the goal is a happy, balanced partnership. Uh, famous Libra. I mean, we're in Libra season, so there's so many. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of famous Libras. There's, uh, who's a famous Libra? Lil Wayne is a famous Libra. Uh, Cardi B is a famous, I know a lot more artists, actually. Um, that's the Venus. They're ruled by Venus, so they have a lot of artistry. They show up a lot. You know, John Lennon, they're, they're, in, the, they're in the artistry. But um, when you think about, uh, it's like as much, and it's, it's interesting, as much as we know, Libra celebrities and we think we know about their lives we really don't know shit we really don't know because their movements are so strategic and so particular that you think you know but you have no idea right that's an old school real world tag real world tagline uh but it is it is applicable to Libras right because they are also very strategic of what they show on the surface about their relationships as a means of control And so that's where they lead. That's where they harness their energy. They harness their energy in their internal relationships, both friendship, romantic, and even family. And the last one we got is Cappies. Capricorn is cardinal earth, right? So earth signs are notably, you know, fixed because they're earth signs, right? And so we have a fixed sign category. And so Capricorn is earthy but not as earthy because they're highly ambitious so if all earth signs have this layer of determination within them capricorns are the ones that take that determination and make it real they make it actionable and so they are driven to achieve they are driven by status they are driven by material wealth they are driven by ambitions they are driven by change Um, capricorns are the ones that they don't need to be the leader they don't necessarily need the CEO title um, and they don't need to pull on the heartstrings and they don't necessarily need to have the best relationships with everyone. But if all of that will help them succeed in their goals, they'll do it. And that is what Capricorns are known for. They're known for not just starting shit, but getting shit done because for them, results matter, outcomes matter. Uh, their global interests matter. And so when it comes to moving a project forward, moving a team forward, they make excellent coaches. They do make excellent CEOs. They do make um, excellent leaders when uh, it's in particularly excellent entrepreneurs when it's just them, because for them, as long as they have a focus and as long as they have the resources, Everything else is gravy. Everything else is cake. And you can see that energy come through on teams. There's a lot of teams where the leader may not necessarily be a Capricorn, but they are what you would call a key player on the project, right? They are someone who maybe built the strategy, built the framework. And so they're extremely important to the entire operating system. They're extremely important to what is vital about that project and vital about getting things done. Um, they are so goal oriented that at times the other parts of the world that cardinal signs love so much and is so important to them like like being a leader or like the one to run relationships or like the emotional care and control some of that stuff gets lost and so with cardinal signs in general but particularly with capricorn the inability to stop and smell the roses the inability to cut the strategy off for a second and just be in space that's one of the hindrances of their own manifestation because sometimes you're going to wear yourself out eventually. <laughs> you're going to wear yourself down. Most famous Capricorn, I mean, there's no one more famous right now than Jeff Bezos. That's a Capricorn for your ass. That is the epitome. That is the epitome of Capricorn energy when it comes to getting things done, when it comes to doing things well, when it comes to manifesting, when it comes to building, when it comes to uh, creating things unseen. And one thing about Jeff Bezos is he is he epitomizes the cardinal focus. 
Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn have a, a divine ability to focus one's energy and to harness one's energy. We're going to do this, this thing and leave everything else away. And so think about if you have a lot of cardinal energy in your chart, you have the ability to singularly focus on a task. And when it's done, you move on to something else. And so when you think about um, Capricorn energy, they have that ability. They typically don't have a lot of different hobbies but they do have one or two areas of mastery. They're really big about mastery. And so when you put that into context of what's happening in the sky right now, you got current transits all up and through cardinal signs. You got transits in Mars, right? You got us transits in Mars, look at me. You have (laughs) Mars and Aries, which is a cardinal sign. You have the big conjunctions and the multiple planetary pile up in Capricorn. So you have right now, and for much of the year, we had Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn, another cardinal sign. We have Mars up in there too for a while. And so when we think about these planets that are pretty aggressive and notable planets, in a sign of initiation and moving forward and independence and leadership and drive and enthusiasm, the energy, if you think about that from that perspective, everything in our world has been so expressive. From political views to our entertainment, everything to our emotions, everybody is living with their hearts on their sleeve. They are living very vulnerable. They are living very exposed. They're living in a world that is very forceful and dominating. So when you think about it from the mode, regardless of the planetary placement, the energy is so visible and palpable and strong and hot. And that is something that can only li- that can only link the signs, right? Cancer, excuse me, Capricorn and Aries couldn't be far- farther from each other from an elemental perspective. One is Earth and one is Fire. Fire scorches Earth. Earth, enough sand can kill a fire, right? And so if you're if you have you know if you're a fire sign with Earth sign, you know friends or siblings, like you understand that. But these two particular signs, Capricorn and Aries, they have the same goals and they have the same manifestation. So the energy of both of them are driving north. They are pushing forward. They are knocking over boundaries. And so this being an age of trans, uh, transformation and the age of change is some real shit. Because we have these planets, if we had all of these planets in fixed energy, we probably wouldn't see a lot of movement. We probably wouldn't see it so outwardly expressed in the world, right? Because fixed energy is is about holding and sustaining, and you'll see that in, in the next episode. So we may not see it in the same way. We may not see that level of aggression. We may see people actually uh, settle down more get their energy under control, everybody looking at diplomacy, everyone being a little bit more introverted. But no, that's not the energy we have right now. Everything is extroverted. Everything is hot. Everything is forward. Everything is moving. And that's causing for some more chaos. And for others, this is, you know, this might be energy that they needed. This might be the fire that they needed under their ass the entire time, but couldn't find it. And so cardinal energy has a a reflection in this world that we can see anywhere from our politics to how people were running to the supermarket to get toilet paper and all the organic chicken and how people were, how we are speaking about things so vividly and boldly around mental health, around entrepreneurship, around money. Everything is so loud. Everything is so boisterous. Everything is very much out there. And we are seeing leaders in these categories emerge because this is the age of leadership. And we are taking a hard look at leadership, whether it's the leadership in our state level, city level, federal level, 
we are beginning to look at leaders and companies. So if you are a leader of a team, if you are a leader of an organization, if you are a leader of a city council, if you are a leader in anything, we're starting to look at our leaders differently. We are starting to look even at our parents differently because in our home life, they are our leaders. So what did our leaders teach us? What are our leaders teaching us? How do they show up in the world? Who are they? And how have we benefited or not from their leadership in our lives? Very, very cardinal and very, very intentional. And for those of us who may not have a lot of cardinal energy, but we're living in a cardinal society right now, it's very, the cardinal energy is very heavy uh, and very pronounced and very bold. You're starting you know, to look at your own life and your own chart saying, well, where, where do I need to start standing up for myself? Where do I need to start being a little bit more independent and autonomous and stop looking for other people to help me? Where can I begin shaping my environment, reshaping my environment? If I'm not doing so well here, if I'm not feeling good in my relationships, where can I fix it in myself and in my environment so I can make my dreams come true? Where, I, where can I be the CEO of my own life? That's the cardinal energy that we are all being faced with, let alone if it's in our own charts. And so understanding, again, how energy is applied. There's the energy you have, and then it's how you harness it, how you apply it, how you distribute it. And that's where the modes come in. So right now we have this cardinal energy that is applying towards us, applying onto our lives, and how we move within this energy is something that we can see in our own birth charts. Um, for not only ourselves, but the people around us. So yay cardinals, because one thing about it is that sometimes you need a fire under your ass to make things happen and to make change. If we wouldn't have this cardinal energy in the United States, we may not be having the kind of conversations. These might be conversations that we would have had in our home or conversations that we had um, in passing, right? So think about years where the energy may have been a little bit more mutable, where we've had planets and mutable signs that were a bit more changing, or fixed signs that were a bit more stubborn, um, a bit uh, more steady. Think about the conversations that we're having about gender, about race, about religion, about politics, about um, philosophical thought, and look at how expressive they are and potent they are in your face and how people are speaking their truth. I mean, everywhere, not just Twitter, not just LinkedIn, (laughs) you know, even though the LinkedIn thing is really funny because now, you know, you have a professional network that people are very, very open on, Um, not just on Facebook, but everywhere, everywhere, everybody has an opinion, everywhere someone is leading, everywhere someone is finding their voice, very, very cardinal, lots of cardinal. It's all about that leadership. How are you taking lead in your life? How has the leadership of others influenced your life? And what could you do differently, better, grander, bolder, bigger? Uh, How could you light the fire under your own ass to get out of the rut that you placed yourself in? Where do you need to turn that fire down so that you can enjoy pieces of your life you kind of sped through? That's the energy. And where does that energy apply to how you love, how you make money, how you seek tenderness, right? Um, And if you found yourself rejecting cardinal energy in your life or struggling to make peace with it, why? Why does that fire provoke fear within you? Why do these conversations make you scared? Um, Why do you not want to take the lead? Why do you inherently just want things to stay the same? You don't want to move forward. What's that about? This is the time, right? The cardinal energy, the the deep, deep, you know, deep kind of excavation that um, Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn and Mars, when they were all in there together, were doing in Capricorn. What's happening with this long ass extended stay that Mars has in Aries until January of 2021, mind you? Uh, this retrograde retrograde season included. What? is the universe trying to tell you about how you are strategizing, leading in your own life, how leadership has applied to your life, 
how you take ownership and are self-empowered and are self-governed and how if you are because one thing about cardinals too is that cardinals actually respond well to great leadership so cardinals like leaders they like people who lead they're impressed by people who lead they like leadership experience all of that wisdom and so how can you you know if you're this is about politics how does that factor in your leadership choices right um and who you want to be your leader but it's all but first it starts with you how do you lead, manage, govern in your own life? And how do you apply that energy in a positive, enriching, safe, and growth-oriented manner to where it is not a hindrance, it's not wild, it's not crazy, it's not destabilizing. It is something that is a catalyst for your own evolution and a catalyst for your own deep and beautiful growth. That's what you need to find. At least that's what I think. But I can't wait for you to find it and you tell me what you think. Because that, that is what we're here for. To discover the inner leader, the inner warrior, the inner, uh, the, the inner captain, right? And where that can truly show up and make beautiful and positive change for your world. And that is it, my darlings, for part one of the magic in the modes, honey. We have gone over the cardinal signs. Next up, we'll have fixed signs and mutable. If you don't know what those signs are, just look at the descriptions within um the episode notes and you'll be able to see what signs I'm talking about. So this episode all about Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Next up, we'll be talking about Tauruses, Leos, Aquarians, uh, and also Scorpios, right? And then mutable signs, Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, and Sagittarius. And so if you uh, want to skip ahead, go forth and prosper. If you want to watch, if you want to listen to them, watch them and listen to them all in order, you can go ahead and do that as well. But I encourage you to listen to all of them at some point, because again, all 12 signs are in your birth chart and they govern a part of your life based on the houses that they cover as well. So even if you don't see them show up regularly or naturally to you, think about the transits that hit those parts of your chart that change the themes of a given year or a given set of years. Um, You'll know for those of you um, who may not have had any planets in Capricorn, this year you had Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn up in that piece, Mars for a period of time, all four of them together. Uh, The South Node (laughs) up in there. There was a lot of activity in what may be a empty house in your chart. And so if you didn't see any fluctuation, if you didn't see any transformation, if you didn't see any change, you see it now and you're seeing it now. And so even for your houses that are empty, that don't have any planets or any major uh, asteroids or nodes or your ascendant, uh, they still matter because there will still be planets transiting those houses and activating and unearthing things. And so that mode will come to play. And, and during those those years, those pivotal years, like 2020, whatever dominant mode um, that you normally have may shift due to the transits of that given year. So I encourage you to listen to them all at your leisure when you have the time. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at sweetimmunity at gmail.com, right? So sweetimmunity, S-W-E-T-I-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to answer any questions you have about moods or astrology. um, And we'll go from there. But thank you so much for listening, my darlings. See you in the next episode when we talk about the fixed signs. Bye.